You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Welcome to the Geek Card Check. My name is Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate. And every week, we're going to pull on the threads of pop culture and decide if they pass the Geek Card Check. Guys, this is our very first full-length episode, and I cannot wait to dive in. Are you guys ready? Are you guys hyped? We've been talking about this. This has been stewing for months. It's finally finally here. here. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, we we were the Next Trek podcast, so if you get this in your feed, that's who we were. Uh, and now we're going to be still focusing... there in our heart. You know, absolutely, it's, it's there. Absolutely, our yeah, yeah. We grew we, <laughs> to include more, yeah. right? That's what we want to do. We want to we want to in, be inclusive of all the things that are geek, and that is what this show is really going to be all about. Here's what we thought. We thought it would be interesting to introduce ourselves by way of our geek upbringing and also the things that we are really interested in right now. Absolutely. And so this is kind of our Geek Origins episode, and I'm really excited to dive in and chat with uh, Tyler and Kate uh, and hear what they kind of their experience in geek has been from, you know, their childhood until right now. But I also, if you're listening to this podcast, and we don't mention something or we say something and it like, you know, brings something up in you. We'd love to hear from you. So please join in on the conversation on Twitter. We're at Geek Card Check, as well as um, on Facebook, uh, the Geek Card Check podcast. You'll find us there. Both of those places, we would love to hear your thoughts and your origins in geek. But for now, let's go ahead and dive in and, uh, and discuss Kate. I want to hear what your kind of geek history and present is all about. So what, where, where are you at as far as geekdom goes these days? This was a really tough assignment because it's like asking a fish to explain water molecules around it. It's just <laughs> yes. always been there everywhere. Yes, yes. Um, I have, you know, early memories of the first Tron movie, which I've since gone back and watched and Um, You know, things like The Last Starfighter, etc. But I thought I would pick out three major gateways for my Geek Origins experience and use those to talk about what has really shaped the geek that I am today. Mm. And this will surprise nobody. Um, I'm going to start with Star Trek. Yes. Oh, wait, you guys like Star Trek? Is that? Oh, that's so weird. I know, like that never happens. Nobody does, right? <laughs> um, so Star Trek for me was landmark. It was, um, we watched Next Generation as it aired, which was kind of a rare thing because growing up, my parents had very early bedtimes for us and we were allowed to stay up for Next Generation. So it was a really big deal. Nice. Um, let, let me ask a quick question, mm-hmm. uh, stop you there, because it originally, when you say originally aired, that means it was in syndication, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, it, it, there was no network for the next generation. So did you, you, you watched it like the, on when it came on the first time on Saturday? Is that kind of the way? Because I don't remember doing it. I remember watching them um, 
I, th- I feel like they came on on sa- Saturday nights originally, right? And in syndication, if I'm not I have mistaken. no memory of what night it was. I have every memory of getting my pillow and my blanket laying yes. in front of the, on the floor in front of the TV. And it was so thrilled to get to stay up to watch it. The, the, yeah, entry, the, the music, the intro music, um, his voice, you know, space, the final frontier. Yes. All of that yeah, stuff yeah. is very crisp in my memory. Well, and one the thing that I most remember about Star Trek The Next Generation is that my dad would watch it. It was in syndication. It came on at like 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock every night. Mm. Um, and what I vividly remember and sneaking out of my room and trying to watch without him knowing was at every <laughs> commercial break, yeah. it would play the theme. Yep. You know, that really... Dun, 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 yep. And then go to commercial every single time. So I knew he was watching it. Um, and that... Still, that that uh, that refrain, that that music, still mm. wells in my heart. Oh, and I'm like, yes, I must watch whatever that's attached to. Absolutely. absolutely. I have a sneaky story, but it's not my Star Trek one, so I'll tell you okay, that one nice. soon. Well, and um, for me, Next Generation is is absolutely formative. It's the same as you guys. I watched it as it. I, I was born, I think, a year. It came out in '87, right? Um, so it's it's yeah. I was born almost a year. I was like a week before, a year uh, before that came out and a year and a week before it came out. And it just, that's all I remember of childhood is, is watching Star Trek. And it was, it, you know, that was dad's thing and, and mom tolerated it. And um, <laughs> we, we just plowed through next generation. And I just, it is, it, it, when I think of my childhood, it is defined by Star Trek. It just yeah. is. So. Yeah, I totally get that. So yeah. for Star Trek, I certainly love the characters. I tended to cosplay as Jordi LaForge with a headband across my eyes because, you know. Solid. Yeah, that was um, easy. Yep. And I had so, a data, um, a data Halloween costume. <laughs> um, I loved the themes, the, the, the exploration into new places. You know, it really thrilled my curious mind. I liked the questions that it asked uh, about, you know, what does it mean to be human, about the sentience of other uh, species? Uh, what does it mean to face war? What do we stand up for? You know, mm. who are we? Um, as I got older, I recognized that it was asking questions about colonialism and how we treat those things. You know, yeah. there was so there was so much in there that it introduced me to, and it led to a, a, a diverse range of, of of geek shows as a result. Of that the whole you know uh, visiting a new planet a week or a new place mm-hmm. a week uh, that led me to things like Doctor Who. Right. It led me to mm. Stargate. So I, I loved the whole exploring the universe and seeing what happens when you interact with people who seem very different than you, but maybe are not or are. Um, yeah. So that was a huge uh, shaping force for those sorts of, I sort of call them portal worlds in that um, yeah. you're going to, uh, going to another place from a comfortable place, whether you're home on, planet earth or the, the familiar uh, deck uh, bridge of, of the enterprise, you know, going to the unfamiliar and experiencing those uh, was a really big theme for me. And it also set me up significantly for a lot of future stuff, uh, far future stuff. Um, when I discovered the expanse, it was me mm-hmm. going, I've seen super near future and I've seen far future. I want something in between. What mm-hmm. is out there in between? And I went looking and I think the first three Expanse books were out there then, and I tore into those and went, this is exactly what I've been looking for, in that it filled that niche, but then it also pushed the questions that Star Trek uh, asks a bit further, and yeah. um, it made them gritty and real in a way that 
because of the whole Prime Directive and the Federation, there are some places that Star Trek is less likely to go, and that's okay. But uh, shows like The Expanse, it sort of set up that space for me to really want to go there. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So um, Star Trek will always be a huge part of of my geekdom there. Oh, yeah. Um, My second one is my sneaky one. Um, (laughs) This was can't sleep in the evening army crawling up the hallway to peek up over the back of the couch to see what is this that my parents are watching in the living room and there's this guy on the screen with this glowing green sword and i went what is this oh yeah and wasn't allowed to watch it and then a few years later my mom finally decided that um, i was of sufficient age um to watch it but sort of had the approach of you're not going to like this. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's boring boy stuff. Well, automatically <laughs> I went, well, I'm interested now. Um, and so, um, because I have an older brother who I pretty much did everything he did. His friends became my friends. Like that was just my sure. childhood. So total tomboy. And <laughs> so I watched it. And I remember after I finished A New Hope, I turned and looked at my mother and went, where have you been keeping this all this time? This is not okay <laughs> that you, you held me back from this. And then I just sort of swallowed whole the next two movies. We had um, VHS tapes of them. And I watched Same. them to the point that I had the entire set of movies memorized. You know, like the, oh, yeah. down to C-3PO's, you know, the odds are 720 to 1. Like, I could remember at that time those details. It was the most important thing it exploded my imagination um, in a really amazing way. And... Um, I was reading all of the extended universe novels uh, in the 90s, like when Timothy Zahn's books came out. I was there. I loved the Thrawn books so much. I need to reread those. They're so good. I reread them last year (laughs) and they hold up better than other EU books. So it's, it's still worthwhile. So that was sort of the bomb that went off in my life where Star Trek for me was just like, it was part of my DNA, but Star Wars was the thing that I went hyper geek crazy about. Collected mm. things from collected books, t-shirts. I built models. I had a flying Millennium Falcon hanging from my ceiling along with the X-Wing and a Star Destroyer. I was all in. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. And so for me, like Star Wars sort of swallowed a huge number of years of my life until <laughs> I finally sort of hit a point where I'm like, okay. And I moved on and wanted more from my stories, but it really, for me led into epic fantasy reading because star Wars really is fantasy in space. Oh, hundred percent. Um, and I discovered epic fantasy and things like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. Dune, Brandon Sanderson. Uh, those all came from that. What also came from that was, um, uh, thanks to the force and everything that went with that, my introduction into comics by way of X-Men and nice. Spider-Man. Uh, I was a Marvel kid with the exception of Batman for DC. I, I liked Batman because the animated series was amazing uh, and still oh, probably my favorite I incarnation the of series. <laughs> it's still probably the best version of it. Yeah, all um, by far, yeah. Yes, and we have an upcoming episode where we will be discussing X-Men, so I'll probably share mm. more then. Oh, yeah. But the animated series uh, was um, something I spent a lot of time watching for a while there. Um, Star Wars also gave me things like um, Battletech. I don't know if either of you were ever into that. I know that. of it, but never, no, never got into it. 
Yeah, those those mech suits, that was a thing for me, which is funny because I never got into Transformers, but I loved I loved Battletech. Um, and so whenever we have mech suits and things, like when we watched Alien, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you connected with that. Yes, I love it. I Absolutely. Love it. Um, to step back just a little bit for a second for Star Wars, um, A New Hope felt like in many ways, the story was made for me. I identified with Luke Strongway with being in this boring place where I wanted to go off into a more exciting world and then you get a heck of a lot more than you bargained for. I know this opinion is going to be, uh, it could potentially cause some uh, listeners to unsubscribe from the podcast, but Uh I felt like a lot of Luke's story in The Last Jedi really made sense in light of how A New Hope affected me. Yeah. And so uh, I know a lot of people hate it, but I do feel like there were moments in Last Jedi, like where Luke was looking at the twin moons and the music is, is echoing um, Luke on Tatooine looking up Yeah, and they just did so many things that were callbacks emotionally to that moment that it's like, all right, nitpick Last Jedi all you want, but Luke's story. Oh, absolutely. Ugh. I, I I I really enjoyed the Last Jedi. I I uh, man, that was that was. We may have to dig into this film. when when Star Wars comes out at the end of the year. Yeah. When, instead of reviewing the new oh, movie, yes. we'll dig into some old Star Wars and get to talk Absolutely. about that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it because this will be, this will be the wrap up of the Skywalker saga, right? So they're yes. moving on from from this whole you know central you know figure of the family and doing something completely different in the universe so absolutely we should look back at the skywalker legacy that that would be that would be great and this is also a nice segue into my last one because princess leia for me was huge there were not a lot of good female role models that weren't you know essentially um body image destroyed i was gonna say sex symbols is where you're yeah (laughs) yes i was trying to avoid it and yeah um, uh, oh, but Princess Leia is not one of those. Uh, no, no, she, she I definitely does not that. have a poster of her on my wall. S- yeah, I mean, Slave Leia is not anything no. young men and boys. And you know how Slave Leia react to the outfit they put her in? She choked the dude she used it to, to death <laughs> who put her in it. So. I love it. I love it. Yep, yep. Um, so she was, I mean, you know, down to, you know, she has to take charge of her own rescue. Yeah. She has her planet Twice. blown up, but still manages to figure out how to run everything. She oh, yeah. just, I loved her so, so much. And so that leads into uh, my third geek influence, which might feel like a bit of a left turn. My third pick is Jane Austen. Oh, interesting. Yes. I'm Thank so you, proud. <laughs> You're so proud. <laughs> I have um, I have a very similar one on mine. <laughs> yep. Oh, good, good. So, um, love Jane Austen. I do love Jane. So, Jane Austen for so many people is this very, you know, it's a fluffy romance that girls want to giggle over Mr. Darcy or whoever, you know, whichever Austen movie it is. And it that's there, certainly. But Mm. there's so much more to Jane Austen than that that oftentimes gets missed. Um, it is the discussion of women's lives, especially highly restricted lives where they did not have a lot of options and they were figuring out how to navigate that world, how to take their own future into their hands. And 
when you put Jane Austen up against a lot of the geek stuff I was watching and reading and consuming at the time that I discovered Jane Austen, my first question was, where are all the interesting women? Yeah. There are so few in what I'm consuming. And I can't believe that I'm the only female in the universe who is absolutely diehard geek. So where are they? So I went looking for them. And that was a hugely formative experience for me because, yes, they are out there and they are worth talking about. And so you'll hear me do this a lot in the podcast where I'm frequently drawing out what's going on with the women in the storylines or who they are or how they're being represented because there is this meta narrative that... um, you have a token woman. She might not be token. She might be fully featured, but you still have one woman. And when you walk yeah. around in your everyday life, are you walking around in a world that's largely one gender? No, no. Um, and so uh, Jane Austen um, led me to both look for women, but to also look for who's missing. And by who's missing, I mean who's missing from the narrative. Mm-hmm. Who else is out there living lives and stories and creating that are also missing from the narrative what fills in the negative space around this superimposed awesome logo of geekdom and so with with that uh run i discovered the likes of octavia butler who i cannot recommend highly enough um her book kindred is read in a lot of schools not as not enough but she's written a number of other really great things that are also getting ready to be made into tv miniseries there's at least two of her properties that are in development right now one of which nadia korafor is writing for and she's another one who is fantastic i discovered her through her uh novella trilogy binti oh so good can't recommend highly enough they are fantastic if you are sick to death of um medieval europe flavored slash informed storytelling no i'm not picking on game of thrones i would have said this anyways <laughs> um this will give you something different uh in a really good uh, fantastic way uh, i discovered mary robinette koal who just won the nebula for her book the calculating stars which oh, I, I just put that on my summer reading list for my kids <laughs> it is so good it it's is so, so good um i discovered martha wells who writes yeah. the wonderful murder bot series they are hilarious so murder bot yes it's, it's so you like have a, a, a sec with a heart you have a sec unit a security uh unit who um has hacked its governor chip and then keeps pretending to do its job but is really like downloading from the nets a bunch of soap operas and is it's watching so stuff all the time <laughs> very antisocial absolutely wonderful character murder bot is great. its nickname for itself you have to read those. They are on audio and narrated by Robin Miles, who is really great. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. That sounds fun. Something to do on my uh, my car rides. So Absolutely. Yeah, um, this is going to sound a little odd, but Jane Austen also got me into military sci-fi. I can see <laughs> um, it. Yep, I can see by it. By way of Honor Harrington. Yeah. Honor Harrington is Horatio Hornblower in space. By David Weber. With a David. female lead instead of a male got lead. It. And I loved Horatio Hornblower. Um, the books are written by C.S. Forster. There's a Yoan Griffith uh, set of, of TV movies oh, that A&E yeah, did like 20 years ago. Yes, I've seen them all. And wow, he is awkward <laughs> looking then. <laughs> um, you but... love your copies of it. It's it, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, there are all these other things that I filled in because I went, what else out there is that? What is out? What else is out there besides the main meta narrative of the obvious stuff that everyone's talking about? And I've yeah. been hugely rewarded by that. Have Have either of you done anything like that before? Uh, no, not quite as um, like uh, analytical as you did. You said you you went on a purposeful journey to find something that was missing, and that is really exciting me i my my geek journey was more like tripping over things mm. and realizing oh i i, I should explore here. that i i should look the only thing i can remember was um i went to a star trek convention um early on and they had these like bootleg like vhs's of um like behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff that was not, you know, this is before the internet. This is before the say, which is now all on YouTube this is before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that stuff. And so you could buy these like bootleg VHS that had all these kind of like, and on the end of one of these with all these behind the scenes stuff, there was something about, um, this BBC show called, uh, red dwarf. Oh yeah. Um, and Nick, uh, I was like, Nick what Frost is on there? that? And then I, you know, so that's the kind of stuff. And I, I would like eventually like find myself late night on, open you know pbs or wherever it was and they have red, red dwarf and it's like oh this is it yeah so that's kind of uh my extent yours you are much more um you know uh philosophical and um uh you know th- there's meaning behind it me i like i said i just kind of tripped over stuff and was like oh maybe i should look at that so and recommendations from friends so no i never went on a journey that is that's pretty neat i i that's really cool that you did that. Well, I hope these count as recommendations from a friend so you'll read them. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely they do. Yeah, no, no. I cannot wait. In fact, I hope what we need to do is, is get all the things that we've mentioned mm. um, and put them in uh, our show notes. I was thinking that. I, I thought about making you a said, list. Yeah, you, you just, just, let's just send them to one another after this. But, like, you know, definitely those – I didn't write down the, the authors. and But I definitely want to go back and see. And so if you're listening to this, we will have – the list of all these things um, that you can go back and take a look at because uh, I think there's value in that. And um, yeah, absolutely. It, like you said, Kate, like this is recommendations of a friend. We are, we're your friends. Uh, we want to <laughs> yes. recommend something. To you. That was me like, like pushing that button to make sure you're going to This is, this I is, got it. I got it. <laughs> this is Kate. And then, and then me echoing it going, Chris, Chris, there's these books out there. You can read. It's great. What are books? I don't, are those they're dead trees in a pretty package how <laughs> and dare you don't you? want them to go to waste chris Read monsters <laughs> monsters this sounds terrible you guys should watch television you should. okay well chris yeah. anything else Ka- oh oh yeah no are you finished kate oh. i wanted to make sure before i moved on but yeah i, I have to draw a line there because then i will become the entire podcast <laughs> episode Good. and that's not helpful so we could probably each do an hour i think on on all of our stuff yeah no doubt well, mine, I think, will be a little bit faster. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Um, my, um, I remember uh, very young uh, learning the power of media and television. And there was a show uh, on during the 80s, and maybe it was during the early 90s. I would imagine early 90s, more likely. I think it ended in 1992. Okay. Yeah. So oh, right, right around what I thought. You already told us what it was. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, was Square One. 
Um, Square One was an amazing television show uh, that taught kids all kinds of interesting things. Mostly it was science, engineering, uh, technology, STEM stuff, as they call it now nowadays. Um, and the very end would always be this um, uh, continuing story called MathNet. It was like a, a send-up of the old Dragnet series, but mm. with math. And I loved it. I I just I had such a passion. I wanted to watch that show all the time because I was learning new things and I was enjoying myself. And I became very aware of the fact that if I was going to learn something new, it needed to be an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. I did. I've never enjoyed. Um, learning <laughs> um, period like in the traditional sense where I learn something and then I have to take a test yeah. I recoil and hate it um, I don't do very well um, in, in those scenarios and situations but if I can find a way to trick my brain into thinking that I am enjoying it um, I man it just makes a huge difference for me um, so square one was where I began and I learned that television can be powerful and it took a next step we already mentioned it a little bit but the next thing that really informed that in my life was Star Trek the next generation Absolutely. because I was because of what I learned with square one I was constantly looking for what is this piece of media trying to teach me like what is it saying because everything that you read or watch or play is trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. And um, I found the world of Star Trek The Next Generation Mm -hmm. to be so informative in morality, um, in, you know, just how I see the world, um, you know, inclusiveness, all of these things, like questions, philosophy that I just, I had, it blew my mind every single week where I'd say, oh, Oh, I never thought of it that way. I never, I never, you know, understood that concept this way. And I just, it blew my mind. Yeah, the power of great storytelling. Absolutely. Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and one that is, is specifically honed and tuned to, to, to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like that's what the next generation really was even more so than, I mean, I'm really having a good time with discovery. um, But um, I think the next generation, almost every episode you can sit down and tell there was a whiteboard somewhere where they said, this is the thesis yeah. for this episode. Yep. Uh, this is what we're trying to say. 100%. Yeah. And I love that. I love it. Um, and so then, of course, you know, if you're jumping from such a philosophically heavy, um, you know, topic and, 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 uh, and show, you would want to, you know, follow that up with something just as equally um, you know, weighty. And for me, that was Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. <laughs> so meaty philosophical so content. So meaty and yeah, like, oh, what are they trying to tell me there? No, I, you know, for me, this is where my love of uh, DC superheroes mm. came in. Mm. Um, you know, I enjoyed X-Men because of the animated series, Batman because of the animated series. Um, but I would say I always leaned heavily into Superman and Batman uh, yeah. because of Batman, the animated series mm-hmm. and Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. In fact, Lois and Clark would come on every Sunday night. And um, my dad is a pastor and we had um, church on Sunday nights, um, which meant his sermon was ending right about the time Lois and Clark mm. was supposed to be starting, which is like eight o'clock. Right. And so I like begged my dad Every week, Dad, you need to end before this, <laughs> no. or I'm just walking out. Um, 
And I would do that sometimes. <laughs> I would literally, I look at my watch. It was like a little bit sad. And I look at my mom and be like, mom, look, I got it. I understand this. I've heard this story. Um, can I go? And then I would, then she's like, yeah, go for it. So then I'd go home and I'd watch Lois and Clark because I, we actually lived, right, the church in my house was right next to one another. So I could run over to my house um, and turn on the television and watch Lois and Clark and the new adventure Superman. But it was a tradition for me. I would go, my, my dad would go get Wendy's chili um, and a junior bacon cheeseburger. And I would eat that and watch Lois and Clark. I loved that that for me was hugely informative and my love of comics and dc yeah. you know was fully cemented um fully cemented there um as i began to get older um my my love for that sunday night ritual continued but of course lois and clark had kind of you know gotten really bad <laughs> really cheesy um what um, no i know man i know it was around the time that the you know frozen nazis uh showed up oh, I, took oh, over I metropolis <laughs> uh, <laughs> that i was like i don't know about this anymore mm, um yeah. <clears throat> but sunday night there was another um show that came on on fox at nine o'clock uh and that was a little show called the x-files mm. do oh, you guys have any best. affinity towards the x-files desperately love it i really do it was forbidden okay. in our home Same. really yes Same. so i did not discover oh, no. it until years later and i have still seen very little of it yeah wow i yeah would, i would sneak upstairs um on and or well so at first it was in the basement we had a little you know tv with an antenna but then uh, upstairs we moved and and our tv room was upstairs and i would watch it with like the volume on like four so i could like <laughs> I could just hear it if I sat close enough to the TV and and watch it. Oh yeah, uh, man. And I don't I don't know as much as it was forbidden, other than it was gross and so probably bad for me. Um, mm. And so that so of course I'm gonna watch it. And it, <laughs> oh, I I just actually just did a rewatch not long ago of the X Files. It is so so good. Do you believe it is? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Believe. I want to believe. Yeah. Um. I I. That show for me, I, I really do believe it was the beginnings of what we know now to be like uh, serialized television. Absolutely. Because, um, of course, there was a monster of the week, and that was the 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 normal, yeah. you know. But three, four, five episodes every single season would push this yep. na- this 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 Myth continuing arc. narrative and yep. mythology forward. And oh, it I loved. Um, it gives me goosebumps even now. Like I love the idea of extraterrestrials Same. coming to earth. Um, I was obsessed with these stories. I read books, mm-hmm. documentaries, people who had been like abducted and all this kind of, I love that creepy low level. Like we are not in control oh, yeah. and like all this kind like of like, shadow uh, government. government conspiracy. Yep. Yes. All that stuff is just Oof. so up my alley. My dad is the same way. So we would watch <laughs> the X files together. Nice. So it was not forbidden in my house. We, I, I had that sucker on full volume. <laughs> believe me. Um, and it was again, like he would, we would, um, he, he would go get the, the Wendy's junior bacon cheeseburger and chili I uh, put that hot sauce in the chili and I would watch the X-Files and eventually friends would come over. So like after, you know, after church on Sunday, we would have three or four of my, my friends come over, my dad, and we would watch the X-Files. Nice. And that show just cemented my love of horror, like genre yep. um, and the, how it can be done so well. Um, still be campy because that 
show is campy, but oh, yeah. it is also it's one of those like always done in the the shadow, and at the end of the episode, it's kind of like, wait a minute, did that actually happen? Um, it, it's so for me, it was just so wonderful. Maybe this so, is what went wrong in my development because I have almost no appreciation for horror as a genre, and you so needed it early on. It didn't yeah. get me yeah. young enough. <laughs> well, see, the, the interesting thing is, is that it kind of went in the back door for me because mm-hmm. I like the X Files because of the um, yeah the 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 sci-fi-ness mm. of it right but it's creepy sci-fi yeah. it, it's it's about aliens but the aliens we never really see and we're they're always nefarious and yeah there's conspiracy and so it's actually more sci- not, like spy sci-fi you know on the surface and then it gets into the yeah the horror stuff well yeah and the it psychological was, is always scarier than whatever yeah. you know gross in your face monster can do right exactly it's it's the jaws thing yeah. right yes. and you never see the shark yeah and so that is what i mean that that is maybe totally what that series is is you never actually see uh what's going on which is another reason why i really loved and this is completely unrelated but um i really loved uh the i don't want to call it a sister show but um millennium uh, oh well millennium well that was okay that was fine <laughs> um uh, no it wasn't fine it's was actually really, it was, really bad it's really bad i was like Thank wow you. you uh yeah fringe for me um, oh is, i adore fringe is, so much is, Sorry, is, i thought is, you were is, saying friends and i was like the sister th- show fringe friends. fringe <laughs> yes um Fringe is totally. the X Files, totally. but they show everything. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 just they they, they take the cover off and just be like, here it is. There's no grainy, um, f- yeah, grainy film. No. Have an alternate no. universe. Yeah, Have two. Right. One exactly. One? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There there are alternate universes in the X Files, but by the end of the 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 episode, you were like, wait a minute, was that yeah. what happened? Yeah. Nobody remembers. Um. You know, conveniently, there. You know, all that kind of stuff. Always cover up upon a cover up. Upon all cover universes up. are my jam. It got me to watch the OA and a bunch of other things I probably would have never watched had it not been the whole. Is there an alt universe? Or and if there right. is, what's oh, nice. in? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So that was my introductory introductory into horror, and then I slowly began to like you know ramp up uh, that horror. Uh, when horror is done well, I I have a blast, um, and I think X Files is horror sci-fi genre done really well. And then I'll say for the my last thing is video games, and oh, yeah. the 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 video game that really got me into loving it and i you know i played a fair amount growing up but my favorite video game of all time bar none is super mario world i have played just about every version of that game um i think it's one of the most perfect games ever made Mm. um it is it's so much fun it looks great um and you know you could pick it up right now and it doesn't look dated it feels uh it feels really really good still um so uh, that got me into the world of video games, and like I said, I'm uh, to the newest stuff right now, which is the the uh, Oculus Quest, which I mentioned um, in our um, episode last week. Um, you know, I love uh, video games. So the Oculus uh, version really of Mario, do you actually get to like jump on the creatures and, <laughs> and have a well? There's actually, there, believe it or not, yeah, there's there is a, a a game, and of course it's not Nintendo. So, but there's a game called Journey of uh, Journey of the Gods, and it's very much Zelda. You are holding oh, a shield, you got a sword, yeah, and you you run through this um, fantasy land with monsters, and you've got a um, a crossbow that you can hmm. shoot out and save the villagers and it's really 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 cool stuff so yeah no they're they're definitely there and uh i I, video games for me 
a huge part of my world still. And uh, it's a social thing. I mean, I mm-hmm. play games with my friends online every single, oh, well, not every single, but yeah, most weeks we have um, a time together that we that we get together. I so had to give great. up video games because I am incapable of moderating my time on them. I lose <laughs> time, and I'm not even yes. that good, which makes it worse. So <laughs> I just so had what to was your up. what was your poison? What was your poison that you enjoyed, or at least you found it? You it didn't lost even time. have to be a good game. I mean, I I loaded an emulator for the ancient art of war at sea and like looked up and it was 3 a.m and so i it doesn't have to be a good game it can be load runner um we played doom and duke nukem we played um, oh my gosh duke nukem i haven't even thought about that in so long yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, even the lucas arts games like you know outlaws or monkey island like yes yes. point point and click adventure games yeah no they did that so well yeah yeah so anyway, so that that is a, a a a brief glimpse into my geekdom, and and that is what I'm all about: video games, uh, science fiction, horror, uh, and and hopefully learning something uh, at the end of the day uh, through all of it. So, for me, that is my geek journey. So, Tyler, Lay it where off. are you at, man? Man, guys, so much overlap. So I'll 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 kind of mention a couple things I think that we've already talked about, but there's a lot. Of I, so I'm an eclectic. I'm a very eclectic geek. I I kind of Chris. I'm gonna steal something a little bit from you. Where Chris on on the Screeners podcast, and and I know we've talked about it here a little bit. Chris is a lover of loving things. Yes. And and I really I think I am too. You know I I there. I have a wide range. Kate has known me for a long time, and there will be mm-hmm. times where I, where she knows I'm reading a book. Ten and years like, this year. Yeah, it's been ten years, and and she'll be like. Oh yeah, you're 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 back into that again, and, and you know I just will pick up a whole you know another series of things. I'm I'm a wide range of of readers, uh, of a reader of TV shows and rereader um, I, and rereader. I'm I'm anything from Gilmore Girls to Harry Potter mm. to whatever. Oh man, I love it. I'm I'm a lover of loving things. I'm a lover of media, and so so to narrow it down is actually really hard. But uh, but I'm I'm I did some soul searching and. Uh, um, I actually thought, I was, man, I really should have asked my parents, like, what, what am I forgetting in all of this? But, um, so same as you guys, Star Trek, uh, right off the bat, you know, dad, um, I, I watched, I watched Star Trek, the next generation, I mean, almost literally from birth and, um, following that dad would order, I don't know if anybody, if you guys remember these dad would order, uh, it must've been a subscription. These, um, these VHSs, they were in these gray boxes, and there was two episodes of Star Trek, the original series per VHS tape. And so I don't think it was necessarily monthly, but, you know, we would mm. get for a couple of years, we would get one of the one of each of them. And that's how I experienced the original series. Mm. And um, but we didn't have a complete set. I, you know, I want to say I have no idea how much we actually had, but, uh, you know, I want to say we had, you know, 50 of the original 79. Um, and so I had seen I had seen, you know, 50 of them, two thirds of them, you know, just dozens of times, like memorized. I could just quote off the top of my head, like you were saying, Kate, about, about Star Wars. I mean, I could just, any episode I, I knew it inside and out, but then there was about 20 that I just hadn't seen. Um, quest. Yeah. And that was kind of my quest is when you started talking about your, your quest, mine was less noble <laughs> other than a completist. <laughs> and, um, and I remember like, I, I never went to I've never been to any of the comic I've never been to a Comic Con period, but um, I uh, we went to the Star Trek Experience in Las Vegas and yes. there were shelves of Star Trek VHSs <laughs> and I was like Dad, 
we have to buy them. And of course it's, you know, they're, it's, you know, 1990, whatever, eight. And it's, and so VHSs are still 30 bucks for, for two of them. And so dad, for one of them, and dad's not going to buy six VHSs for that. So, you know, it was, we really like he and I would put our heads together and go, okay, which ones do we not have? But which, which ones do I need to see? Mm. And we would kind of fill that. It was, it was super cool. So that was, that was great. And what then, a world we live in now, by the way, where you can literally watch all of it immediately, no yeah. matter where you are. There's it's crazy, crazy, right? My version anymore. of filling in the blanks was I was a power user of the, the VHS, like to, to record on a VCR. So I like, right? I would like comb the TV guide and I'd Same. program it to run it like two o'clock in the morning or whenever oh, it was oh my gosh that tv stuff. guide right yes yes, yes. oh yeah Oh, oh, and yeah. how angry would you be if, like, um, because we, we, we lived in Florida, so, like, the lightning might come down and, like, if, if, if it, it took uh, out the power yep. and I was gone and I wouldn't get that television show that week yep. and I would never see it yes, again. It was like, so you, upsetting. You, and you would always remember the one you missed. The one you missed. Yes. It's exactly. And and that's even where, uh, you know, that's so that's how I experienced, like, uh, like Deep Space Nine and Voyager where I was, you know, more more conscious of what I was trying to watch and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I remember, you know, dad, oh, like, we're going to be gone. Whatever it was Monday night when Voyager was, was on like, dad, you have set this to record, right? Like this is, I mean, I remember vividly caretaker is the one that I remember watching for the first time, the pilot of Voyager. And, and it was fuzzy. Like, I think it was, I think it was raining or something. So the picture wasn't amazing. And getting so, the rabbit ears in the perfect yep. angle. Oh yeah. And That's, that was, oh. and that was also the launch of the UPN. That's the UPN too. network. They were yeah. like, like, yeah, hey guys, what's up? This yep. is the UPN network. <laughs> it, that, oh, that network lived and died with Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, yeah it well, did. it died. I think it died before Voyager. Did it die ended, before right? it? It, it might have. Yeah. It stayed in the Delta I, I think Quadrant. it did. Yeah. Oof. Uh, well, so moving away from that, I mean, I, I did, you know, very similar to Kate where, where I, I moved into the, to the books. I mean, I, I read, um, this isn't a video recording, but behind me, there are, there are four shelves of Star Trek books that I've had most of which since childhood. Um, you know, my dad started it, you know, started buying them for himself and, um, and I, of course, just, they were, they were books, they were on the shelf. So I read them. Um, and then similar with Star Wars, I had the VHSs that I think we had recorded off the, you know, off TV and, um, the, and I, the, the I non-specialized tore. editions, the, non- the special the, ones ruined it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, I remember I'm shot first guys. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, dug into those, to those books, those, those expanded universe books and, and still, um, I mean, that was how we all experienced Star Wars before the prequel trilogy came out. I mean, if we wanted more Star Wars, it was through the books. Mm-hmm. Um, or the games, you know, Dark Forces was out. So I, I kind of, you My know, very played... first graphic novel ever because, uh, was, totally. it, was it I Jedi? I forget which title it was, but it was one of, of Luke's stories it where they only released it in graphic novel. And I was so upset because I wanted to read it, but I didn't know what this thing was. And yeah, well, it, I Yeah, I'm not going to read a comic book. Those aren't real things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but well, speaking of which, you know, I was pretty quickly into, um, pretty, pretty exclusively Batman. I mean, I definitely had some, um, some Superman. I definitely had some Spider-Man in there, but it was, it was Batman, um, you know, really all the way for me, um, in terms of, in terms of comics and, and getting them from friends and stuff. I, I didn't buy a lot myself and, you know, the library wasn't buying them, but, but what I could get my hands on, I read through, mm. um, and right around that time, so that, you know, right around junior high, you know, I had run out of books at the library for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, because there because there was no such thing as young adult fiction. There's no such thing as teen yeah. fiction in the 90s. There was no and Amazon to just order it from. Th- yeah. And so I, I you had wrote, Scholastic at your schools, didn't oh, you? Come on, I, 
that <sighs> so yeah so no i was like was coming to for, used bookstores looking for more <laughs> oh a hundred percent it was yeah. that was yeah they uh, we would clean them out i think we personally wow. funded half Absolutely. of the, you know whatever fundraiser we were doing you know right was yeah. yeah that was like my babysitting money my lawn mowing mm-hmm. money my paper out my all of that was like buying star Wars books oh, for a yeah. while <laughs> it was, it, and we and you know friends and i we would we would okay you're gonna buy these two goosebumps and mm. i'm gonna get these you know this you know, Encyclopedia Brown or whatever it was. And we would, you know, we would get it all there, but there wasn't any. And so, and I had also, you know, read all of the Star Trek novels that were out. And so that got me into adult books as far as not the gross kind guys, but the, you know, (laughs) the, but like books that were made for people who were not 12 and adult fiction, adult fiction. That's thank you. (laughs) I didn't know there was young adults. I'm not even sure if it existed. I just went straight to the adult. I'm like, I don't care about what I don't understand. I'm so happy to have this. A hundred percent. And that leads me, I, I vividly remember, there's two that I vividly remember um, picking up for the first time. Um, one was Jurassic Park. Mm. Oh man, me right. too. Um, I think that might've been my first adult fiction right. book because I'd just Aww. seen the movie and I was like, I want to see this. I, yeah. I gobbled that up so quick. Oh, I love Jurassic Park. One, well, And so mine is, it came from the movie, but, but not even because I had seen it. My grandpa bought me... Um, bought me a poster, a Jurassic Park poster, Aww. and it's the Transorce with its foot on the on the Jeep, and it's just eating out the tire. I think the tire's dangling from his teeth. Um, I had never seen this movie, and that poster terrified me, and it was hanging <sighs> up in my room. And I, so I'm, you know, it was in 1994 when Jurassic Park came out, or three ninety three. Um, so I'm, I be- yeah, ninety three. So you were baby Tyler. Yep. You were little Tyler. Yeah, so I was, I was seven, and so <laughs> that comes out. My my grandpa has bought me this poster. I am horrified by this thing that's on my wall but that i had to keep up because not not because he forced me but like grandpa gave it to me of course i'm hanging this up special right and so it but then i was like what i don't know i have no idea what this movie is and we were we were on a on a trip i want to say to boston in 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 fifth grade so it's been you know this long between one and the other it was fifth grade in, for me too, was man. Grade? I was actually when it was out, but yes. <laughs> yeah. In, in fifth grade, we were, I think we were on a road trip to Boston. I, I lived in uh, Michigan at the time, road trip to Boston. And, um, you know, I am, I am Tyler and I am attracted to used book sales. And so uh, <laughs> we were walking down the street and, you know, there's a sidewalk sale and I see the logo, Doctor, uh, Doctor Who, I don't know why I'm saying Doctor Who, um, uh, Jurassic the Park. was there. It's, he's on my shirt and on my notepad in front of me, but... Um, uh, and I see this logo of nerd of Jurassic Park, and I'm like, "What is this?" And it's a book, of course. And so I pick it up, I tore through it, I read it twice in this in this um, in this road trip that we took. Yeah, and just blew my mind, and that led me through you know so many different things. Just, can, can I pause yeah, for yeah. a second because Jurassic Park is one of my favorite, and Michael Crichton yeah. is my favorite author. Mm-hmm. I have a problem because I can't read anything except I've never, I don't really read anything other than Michael Crichton and he passed away. Sadly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. He, he's when had I like say, nine books came out, come out since he died, but still. Yeah. No, just two. And they're both not eh. pretty bad. Yeah. They were both micro micro, I think came after him after his passing. And then there's one about pirates that I just, Oh, oh no, there's another one since year, then Dragon because Teeth. there's a Western one with a dinosaur on the front that sort of gives you a false impression of what it is. Right. Yes. Right. 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 But his stuff, um, you know, and I would love any recommendation of books that are written like that, which is like that that the tech thriller, 
Techno thriller. Well, yeah, I love those kind of stuff, but I can't find anything like what Michael Crichton did because I learned. I learned so much reading Jurassic Park. I learned so much about genetics Same. and about like um, you know how how uh, life evolves and all this kind of. It's just so fascinating yeah. for me. Some of so Tom Clancy's have... were that book, but for the military stuff. And so I learned yeah. a lot militarily reading Tom Clancy books. But and that's oh, actually... Tom Clancy is so. Ta- uh, I, I tried to read Rainbow Six, <laughs> and it is so. It's not the video boring. game. Boring. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 no, Game no, of Thrones no, yeah. does military. Yeah, it's, it doesn't work in terms of the Man. size. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah. And that's no, that but Michael was... Crichton could do that when entertain you. Sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, you're exactly right. That's exactly it. And 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 I you know, I, again, I'm a teacher. I, I teach English and I teach history and and philosophy theology. Um and but so my kids, in fact, today I was in the math teacher's room asking about a formula on a, on a spreadsheet that I was I was doing and the kids walked in they're like, "Mr. How, you're talking about math you're in the science room what is what's happening right now and and they literally and some of them went to go get their friends to tell them that i was like talking about math with the teacher but i was like guys you, you don't understand over. like yeah what you crossed over in their i minds. did yeah i did and and uh um that i so i, I tell them though like no i yeah the, the math i had bad teachers for it truly i did i actually really like science i love like and it comes from jurassic park and science fiction mm-hmm. um i can talk weirdly can talk quantum physics and junk be- more than i can talk you know algebra um ditto yeah and and that's because of I- timeline the quantum foam makes me run <laughs> i know oh it's so good I, it's I I, all of them I, they're almost within arm's reach of me right where i'm sitting here my the timeline movie copy was is terrible. on the bottom shelf over there but yeah my timeline copy is right up there <laughs> i love michael oh. crichton is i've got i've got jurassic park i've got my klingon dictionary and i've got timelines so i right don't there. even have the klingon dictionary let's just point that one out really do you guys fast. both have the autobiography have the of jean-luc manuals. picard though because i have that <laughs> There you go. There, I don't have that. I need that, actually. Yeah. It's on my yeah. biography's shelf over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud. Uh, well, so, so, you know, Jurassic Park led me to, and, and Kate, you just mentioned it, it led me to Tom Clancy, mm. um, led me to um, Clive Cussler, and, and Clive Cussler, my love for him came from um, from my, my love for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. oh um, I loved Indy so hard. And can I just tell you a really quick anecdote? Yeah, do it. I would have friends say, so you love Indy because Harrison Ford's so hot, right? And I'm like, no, I want to be Indiana Jones yeah. because that's right. So that's cool. right. That's right. No, you don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And and yeah. that's exactly you know it did did the same thing. One one quickly led to the other. I just today or yesterday got to pass on some Clive Cussler to somebody who's who oh, wanted an adorable. adventure novel, and I was like, I'm giving you Sahara. Please take it. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> Which um, was not a good movie, but. Oh, he loved the movie. He loved the movie, and and I, I actually enjoyed it for what it was. But uh, but he, was. he's super excited. And then that led me in in sixth grade. And I swear this is not my entire biography. This is just this one little nexus of time that that I kind of like my eyes were open to geek th- geek things. Was Lord of the Rings? Um, oh, we yes. had right. Boom. We had an extra um, extra credit reading assignment for school, um, and you know the teacher said pick something from the library, and we if if you're going to do the extra credit, you had to do a report on it. And um, one of the guys in class, his name is Michael. One of the guys in the class read um, read The Hobbit first again, sixth grade, no. and did this presentation. You know, it, I don't even remember exactly the presentation. It was probably you know a poster board or something. But we were like, "You're, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. You're telling me that there are goblins in this book, and it's like, and there's elves, 
and there's treasure and dragons and like we're allowed to read it because i was a small private christian school and you know pokemon were banned and it was evil and things like that but like <laughs> this book uh, uh. is in our library and it's not it's not narnia and so yeah. and then we just ripped through them as a class like it's one of those things that like we were all we were passing it around it's like a virus like, like, <laughs> yeah almost like it was contraband it like, really was uh, the contraband was very literally the Pokemon cards and, uh, and Star Wars <laughs> cards, they were banned from our school. Uh, and so, um, That's funny. so that was our, that was our underground stuff. But yeah, much of it reads a lot, like a lot, like what you guys have said, um, X-Files, you know, I, I would sneak and read so it. I, I just have to say, my dog's name is Bilbo. Just so oh, I'm so proud. Oh, yeah. that's oh. great. I love it. But well uh, I, done, I dress Chris. up for this, for our sixth graders at school. I, um, uh, this time, right toward the end of the year, every year they read it. And I dress up as Bill Bowagans once a week and go talk to them. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, if it, <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I do. They, they, ask, cause I, I teach eighth through 12th, so I don't ever see the sixth grade. And so then when I get them in eighth grade, then I have the big reveal. Like guys, I, just so you know. I was actually Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> and, and they love it. It's, what? No, it's great. How tall? How tall are you? I'm five five. Yep. Okay, so I'm six six. There you go. I think I should come and I should be Gandalf. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And and my last name Howitt sounds like Hobbit, and so it that uh. leads pretty well into it too. So, um, but yeah, right. So right after that, a lot of the same kind of stuff. I I, I then got into. I hated school, so I would do anything but schoolwork, and you know, got into my Shakespeare, my oh, my, my British literature, yes. and and all that stuff. But then, like you hated school, so you got into Shakespeare. I did. Well, I, it was spiteful. It was it was because they were making me do it. It's not because. Meanwhile, I was reading Star Wars novels underneath my desk out of sheer yeah. boredom. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, and uh, and high school got me into horror. Um, very similarly, where it I wasn't mean, it wasn't the X Files, although what was that's that? right, it's yeah, true. yeah. Well, and, and uh, not because of the. X Files. Although now that I think about it, I was I had been sneaking watching that, so I guess I kind of mm-hmm. it kind of did do that to me. Yep. But it was um, it was a girlfriend. It was a girlfriend in high school who oh, loved those girlfriends. I know. Same girlfriend, <laughs> you know, got me into Alias and Gilmore Girls, and to this day love them. But uh, but that um, she had good taste. Oh yeah, like I, I there, there's some <laughs> formative things that um, you know some formative pop culture stuff that she that she got me into and and we had we had a movie night and I had never because my parents had never let me watch horror movies um, we we watched Halloween Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street all in the same night oh my gosh yeah. wow it was, and and my mind like exploded and of course a, a lot of now, it hang was, on hang on yeah i was gonna say you were actually watching these films with your girlfriend oh, we were yeah yeah yeah. it was oh, when okay. the sequels came out that, who was that, sitting on whose that, lap with fear we just, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i was like what are you yeah. are you no because really because seriously my mind was so blown i was like wait what am another I one another here? one these are yeah oh it was exactly that and then we would watch the sequel we would watch the sequels in. so i've never yeah. seen friday the 13th but we had the commodore 64 game of friday the 13th and we didn't know what oh, the deal was so terrible that's and so funny can't tell what's happening but yeah so i mean all that we we could go on and on you know et indiana jones were all formative things for me and and i i would suspect for all of us in different ways but totally but these you know these things kind of inform i've, I've got this weirdly wildly eclectic taste where i will go I, it's usually in the summer maybe it's because of the, you know beach reads or whatever i will go on a spy novel binge oh you because, and your ian fleming among others oh i love ian fleming he has some problems with women and, and boy does he anyone who is not <laughs> white no. male and people with disabilities not. oh yeah it's it's bad but but just those you just want to 
you know, you want to eat and drink and be like James Bond in so many different ways, and and yeah. you know, all of that stuff is it really informs you know what I what and why I love what I love today. There's a and shared geekdom tower that you haven't touched on yet that you and I both share that really wraps up a lot of the stuff you've been talking about. Oh no! What did what did I miss? Soundtracks. Oh my gosh! Oh yes, that, that's the three. This of us is right so there. true. Yes, hundred yes. percent. So Jurassic Park again these. is 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 was my first soundtrack I ever purchased, and like you just mentioned, you probably what made you think about it because me too when you said et yes i was hearing it in my head i've heard yep. indiana jones yeah. in yep. my head like all of it indiana jones john and i was about, i was almost said anything john williams yeah. scored yes. it would have been you know uh, up my alley oh, yeah, yeah totally i to yep. the point at which like once i once i got um you know the ability to to acquire and and burn music i would make soundtracks for the for the movies that for the books that i was reading because i love oh, the nice. cinematic quality of them um yeah. and i still do that to, to today where i'm just like sitting yeah. down i have kind of a sci-fi playlist that i listen to and i just i love we love soundtracks i, I listen James to when Porter i grade and john barry and john Coles. Oh. Like we could just keep uh, uh-huh. going. Oh yeah, and and some of the new guys, Michael Giacchino, who are just who's just he's not new anymore, I guess. But but uh, oh, but just Bear McCreary, Bear like, McCreary oof. from Battlestar, um, it, Jerry Goldsmith, Jerry Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are and his son you know, Joel. But yes, yeah, yes, uh, these are these are formative formative. Um, Things for me, I, yeah. I listen to them it as takes I grade. you to the time oh, period that you first heard it, and mm-hmm. like it's a transporter or a time traveler, like nothing else. Absolutely, 100%. absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a really good point to make. Yeah, I think that would be another thing because ninety percent of the music that I listen to is soundtrack Same. Same. Uh, music. I I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it with all of my whole heart. So the, the um, John Wick and not the third one because I haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil myself oh, with the track wait. listing that's happened. But uh, oof, yeah, yeah. But um, but the John Wick in particular, just because that that just intense kind of beat. That's one of the big things I listen to when I'm grading. My my students hate it because because I'm actually a nice grader by myself, so I actually have to kind of. Get myself into an intense mode as I'm reading, <laughs> and so it's be too nice. you're it. too nice. Yeah, anything Ramin Jawadi from he does. You he does, killed uh, my dog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah, I, I would be really nervous if I was your student and you were like, okay, I got to get a little out. bit more. Yeah, I got to rage, uh, kids. Hang on just a second. Let me go ahead and. Oh, there've been a few times I've been like plugged in, and and my students walk into the room, and they'll and I'll unplug. I'll like unplug my my headphones really quick, and the music will keep playing. They're like. Oh, you were grading our papers, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yep. Oh, and Game of Thrones. I might not watch the show, but I do love the soundtrack. Oh, those soundtracks are phenomenal. Oh, so man. good. Um, and yep. even I have an inexplicable one, and this is we sh- will have to figure out how to talk about this. I I cannot explain my deep love for the Fast and the Furious um uh, uh totally suit, uh, series, the whole movies. I can't, I. I I can't explain them. I love them. So, so I watched the first one and went, well, if I'd watched this when this first came out, it would have been cool. But I've seen so many do driving yeah. way better since then. that I'm like, yeah. And maybe that did it. I saw it when it, it first Oh, came driving out. movies yeah. is a whole other thing for me, a whole other yeah. genre. Oh, all those. Yeah. Gone in 60 seconds. You know, Transporter. Just, yeah. Oh, the trans. Oh, come on. The transporter. <laughs> yes. I've even yeah, seen the terrible totally. TV show that went. But anyway, mm, moving on. No, it was no, bad. I can't do that. But the driving was fun. <laughs> First season was fun before they lost all the extra cars in season two because the network. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Tyler, it's still your no, turn. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we we could go, I think, on and on and on. Yeah. And, and But what we wanted to do, everybody, is, is to give you a taste of, of 
of the three of us we've we've really had to to not had to it makes it sound like a bad thing but we've we've really honed our discussion into star trek for the last two years and and there's guys there's so much more to us than than just star trek and uh so <laughs> don't put a label on as we're, us <laughs> that's, yeah, don't label us as just star trek uh star trek guys well but especially with with uh with cbs all access kind of pigeonholing everybody into just this one area although hopefully park hard will open up those those doors but not um, in the u.s but nas- internationally yeah, yes yeah, but certainly worldwide um, but yeah, we're moving. We're planning on moving ahead into into some other some other things. Um, like so, as as Kate um, alluded to, we're you know we're going to be talking about um, about X Men kind of as a whole. We sort of each took different pieces of of the X Men franchises um, from comics to the movies. I did a, a movie rewatch. Kate's doing the animated series, and I now have the animated series theme music, which is wonderful in my head. Always so good. Yes, and. Uh, and and so that but so it's not just a movie review of Dark Phoenix we're gonna do we're gonna kind of dig into the surrounding geekdom that goes into it what informs these things and so that's kind of the thing we can we hope that you can start to expect from us and um, and then just from these little these different avenues kind of know what informs our opinions on on some mm. of these things and I'm sure uh, you know from all of these other discussions we will have more facets of us will will come out and so. you can just come nostalgia trip with us because nostalgia is the right. in thing right now yeah that's right half of this might just be guys i think we need to like we did like we did with star wars frankly you know guys we just need to talk about star wars and 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 dig into <laughs> that so that's right uh, so i think that's where we're where we're he- kind of headed and uh i guys it, this was awesome this was so much fun to just go back and talk through um, let us know, you know, everybody on, on the internet, let us know what you guys think. All of our listeners, we want to know about you. We, we you talk love? about ourselves a lot. Um, you guys are, you know, Hey, it's okay. You can admit it. You guys are geeks too. It's fine. We're here. Um, you know, let us, <laughs> let us know what you guys think and, uh, and, and what you guys, what your origin stories were, was there something huge that just was super meaningful to you that you want to talk about? And, and we, you know, we'd love to interact with you. So you can find us as Chris said at the beginning of the show, you can find us on, on Twitter. It's geek card check on Twitter. And then on Facebook, the geek card check podcast, and yeah, and and as always, it would be it would be really great as well if you could uh, find your way over to iTunes and and you know, subscribe to us there, give us a rating, if you think we deserve it, and uh, and just let us know what you think of the new format too. So, with that, everybody, live long and prosper. Mm-hmm.